0: Welcome to Waiting for Review, a show about iOS development and the Apple ecosystem. From Wellington, New Zealand, I'm Dave Wood, and joining me from Devon, England, is
1: Dave Knott. I'm not sure I can take another game demo anytime soon, put it that way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd rather they didn't. I mean, I was as much as I want to see something with augmented reality, for example, I was kind of relieved that we didn't have another kind of AR demo with the uh, iPads across a table or something but even so just watching somebody play uh, next to that table didn't really do it for me.
1: Um, no especially when they said they got three people coming out I was like three really like one I could deal with for three blimey and then like the first one came out and it's um, you know it's cool it's a game yeah next one comes out yeah that's still a game <laughs> the third one comes out it's like yeah it's definitely still a game and then I was just so bored by that point, and I felt a bit, a bit down actually, because I was like, "Oh, they're just like trying to fill time because mm-hmm. probably all they've got is iPhones with another camera and a slightly better watch," <laughs> and it just put put a dampener on it. Really, it, it didn't. It felt like the. I, th- I, I enjoyed the rest of the keynote afterwards, but I think it just felt a bit. Yeah, I felt on a bit of a downer after that. Yeah, if um, I
0: look down, look down my notes of everything that um, I, I took at the time. I think maybe if they'd have just shoved the services a little bit further up the lineup and actually led with something hardware, um, then that might have alleviated some of that feeling. Um, it, but then it, it, if that's because I was coming from this from the perspective of wanting to see the hardware. So that's, that's yeah. my own bias, I guess.
1: I, I always feel like the demos as well, that, um, obviously they're prepared and everything, but it's just if the presentation has kind of gone through these key bullet points and they go, and now we're going to bring out this game developer or this application developer, yeah. you almost know that they're just going to retouch on all those points they've just said. Yes. I get why they're doing it, because they're trying to reinforce that message and show you the sort of bullet points on a slide in practice. But I feel I feel like once I've had the bullet points on the slide, I'm good. Like, I want the next thing now, like talk about yeah. the next topic. I, I don't need to see it dragged out for like two and a half minutes on a... On a game demo or something, you um,
0: could kind of do both, couldn't you? You could have the game demo, and you could just then have the bullet points pulled out as the demo goes on.
1: Well, they did a little bit of that, didn't they? Later in the in the presentation, I think was it with the iPhone and the camera app. They had like yep. uh, sort of like someone's hands holding the phone, and as the presenter was talking, it would start doing stuff. As the presenter was talking about said thing, said thing would happen. Um, I yes. really like that. I like that a lot. So maybe maybe more of that, but. I guess they've probably got to sort of get some developers out to, you know, well, they kind of need to keep the developers on side, I guess, to an extent, to keep them in with Apple Arcade. So probably good to kind of make the developers, give them their their moment. Although it was kind of mostly big developers. Yes. that maybe don't need that kind of spotlight. Maybe some like indie devs would have been nicer to have seen on there.
0: That's the thing. I feel like with Apple Arcade, the indie dev story is kind of absent at the moment. Um, it's probably going to be there in in the longer run. You know, somebody's going to have a go at this and somebody will get into Apple Arcade and probably do quite well looking at it. Uh, but, yeah, it kind of feels at the moment to me like it's, uh, it's big names only. Um, I don't know, maybe... maybe I, I, the arcade itself is probably not for me. So, again, I kind of switched off at the beginning for that one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really much of a gamer. I I, I play a little bit of um, Transport Tycoon, the open source version, <laughs> um, which I love. Um, but that's probably mostly nostalgia. Um, yeah, just not yeah. not a massive gamer. I would, but like as, as a parent now, mm-hmm. I quite like the idea that this is on the table because I'm not sure I like the idea of you know when Charlie gets a bit older and he finds a game for free on the App Store and then next thing you know he's coming over saying, "Oh, can we buy this?" Pack of gems or coins, and then he gets ads when he's playing the games. So I like the fact that this is an option, so that we can almost chuck five pounds a month at the problem and have an experience that we'd. But I'd be more comfortable with with him having, yeah, because that side of the app store I don't think is is great. It's really not, and I don't, and I definitely don't want to expose my kid to it.
0: No, I experienced that with my kids, and it's kind of funny. I was watching the the event with. My 10-year-old, he wanted to get up with Daddy and watch it first thing in the morning, which surprised me, but that was kind of cool. So he was sat with me as as all this was rolling out. And actually, the demos lost him by the second one. He was kind of like, oh, all right, you know, can this kind of skip on? Um, But he sort of said, oh, that's a good price. I like the fact that, like, it's, it's family sharing. You know, that means him and his brother can can both have it and I've not got to, you know, figure out sort of okay, does this warrant paying twice? You know, any other service is is kind of on that basis. If you sort of look at the the services for Xbox, for example, which is a totally different category of gaming, but it's something that his friends have, so that that was a comparison for him. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, so I think I think it's a strong offering, the Apple Arcade, and I think the pricing is decent, and you get a month free. Uh, So, you know, I can see us checking it out, but I do kind of have a feeling of, well, I'll I'll wait and see what the the reviews on the games are like, and it'll actually depend on if there's something in there that one of the kids wants to check out, and then we'll check it out and we'll see. Um, But at the price, if they're getting value out of it and it's keeping them out of... You know, games like you say that are sort of charging lots of it at purchases and that side of stuff, well, it'll be worth it. So definitely keeping an eye on
1: it. Yeah, the price was right, four ninety nine. Um and also Apple T V Plus. Yes. Four ninety nine as well. What a bargain. Um well, I mean we haven't actually seen what the shows are like yet, so maybe uh maybe hold judgment a little bit, but um I did not expect them to do four ninety nine for the T V. No, I didn't.
0: Um, I was expecting double that.
1: I was expecting nine ninety nine. It wouldn't have surprised me if they tried to position themselves as this like kind of boutique kind of HBO style. We're only gonna do the best T V shows and they're worth a higher price and Yeah. Yeah, maybe even go higher. Um so to come in at four ninety nine, I think, was very smart. Um because obviously they've got Disney Plus that's kind of hot on their heels. I think what's that coming out at six ninety nine or seven ninety nine? And obviously you've got all of like the marvel properties you got star wars i think national geographic um goodness knows what else obviously all the disney stuff as well yep. so that's a really really strong offering and they got a lot of back catalog which i guess apple don't have yeah i i went into this thinking um i was just intrigued to see what they do from like a, a business model perspective just like general interest but i i didn't expect to have come out of it thinking i'll actually probably be a customer for this Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm thinking, well, 4.99 is pretty good.
0: So um, and you get family so they're, sharing they're, with that as well. Yeah, so they're um, giving it away for a year for free as well with any new any new device that you buy. Yeah. So it's not just it's cheap. It's also it's it's free for a lot of people for that first year. Um, so this this is actually this is a loss leader at the moment. This is a market grab for Apple in terms of just trying to get people to, to be on it, to use it, and then, you know, to, to gradually kind of ramp up the numbers of, of paying subscribers. Uh, and uh, that's that's kind of interesting. It sort of feels very much like, uh, I guess, their catalogue, like you say, is going to be quite small to begin with compared to other services. Uh, I feel like they're probably going to be trying to focus on on quality, I hope actually, in terms of the stuff that is their uh, their own offering. And I kind of think this is going to be a situation of like just sort of watching it gradually take off over the next 18 months or so. Mm. It's going to be interesting to sort of see how they do it. You know, I could imagine <laughs> that there might be some sort of must-see show that drops just around about mm, 11 months out from when it starts that is being distributed week by week or something and kind of hooks people in that first situation where people are rolling over into their uh, into the paid yeah. side of stuff, for example.
1: So I think there's a lot of ways they could play it. But yeah, I mean, if you time your Apple purchases right, you may never need to have to pay for this. Uh, potentially, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's part of the plan, so that they make sure that you buy an iPad or an iPhone every year just so you can get the telly for free. but rolling no. into that price. Yeah. yeah, no. I, I, it also makes the Apple TV a much better value proposition as well, because you know you've got—I don't, I don't know what what it's like in New Zealand, but you know here we've got like Now TV sticks, we've got Amazon Fire sticks, we've got Chromecast, you've got all these things that are around about the twenty or thirty pound mark, and then you've got the Apple TV sat there at goodness knows what, probably over a hundred pounds. I haven't checked yep. recently. Um, and when someone says, to you why why, why should I buy the Apple TV?" I don't really know what to say to them other than, well, the interface is nice, but Mm -hmm. then even that's not perfect. If I really do critique it, I mean, this is before we get into the remote issues, but it, it can be a hard sell. I think, um, I think the expectation is, is that some kind of stick that you put into a HDMI port that gives you on demand TV should be around 30 or 40 pounds. Yes. Um, and Apple are nowhere near that, but, it changes the conversation entirely when you say you get a year's worth of Apple TV plus and that's on its own would be worth 60 quid. So the device is almost halved in cost.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It can be used as a, as a sales technique for sure to sort of justify the, the pricing on the Apple TV.
1: Um, yeah. So as, as it stands, I'm thinking I'll give it a go. And I mean, I kind of feel oversubscribed anyway with Netflix and Amazon because I don't feel like I watch enough of either of them really to justify them. Probably yeah. do more Netflix and Amazon, um, and I was thinking all well, the obviously no no chance of um, getting another one. But now I'm kind of like, well, if the shows are good and it's only a fiver, then maybe.
0: Yeah, I, I could see myself dropping Amazon in favor of trying this.
1: Uh yeah, I would never drop Amazon though for the free shipping.
0: Ah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, no, that um, in New Zealand, that's much less of a thing. We don't have Amazon uh, sort of onshore. Oh, so good. I,
1: th- I think yeah. now, like, some of their cut-off times for next day delivery, I mean, it might even be, like, now-ish, about half seven in the evening. I could probably, like, right. quickly jump on there now and order, like, a USB hub that I keep meaning to order, and it'd be here tomorrow. Um, oh, I, I, I kind of missed that immediacy. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is it, because you, you look at Netflix at, at their price, and then you look at Amazon's price, and it's like, okay, but Amazon give me free delivery, on, like all of my mm-hmm. stuff that's before you even take into account the uh the actual video service which is you know pretty much up there with netflix i would argue yeah very good value anyway i'm, I'm kind of going off on one here so <laughs> moving on <laughs>
0: let's bring it back let's bring it yeah. back uh, um
1: what came next ipad
0: ipad yes so i loved seeing the ipad update actually uh, that that was yeah, we, This is the first hardware we saw in the event, and I was kind of sat there sort of going, okay, all right, this, this looks like something I could see us uh, buying um, for one member or the other of the family in the next year. Uh, so that's, yeah, I, I, I definitely thought this was a solid update. They, they led with the 9.7 being 60% of users of the iPad, which surprised yeah. me. Um, actually I I don't know why it surprised me but it did Um, I I thought that that spread might be a bit different through all the different options that there are now Uh, but uh, yeah so my notes are sort of it still has Touch ID so I think that was probably to be expected for the entry level to be honest Mm -hmm. Um, they did a bit of a a cheap laugh and compared it to some top selling PC that I didn't recognise no I I, I didn't recognise that either I don't know yeah, what it that, is. That was a bit of an odd note. That I don't think they needed to do that, but anyway. Um, it can now use a smart keyboard, which it couldn't do before. Um, so you can pair a smart keyboard with it. And so uh, I
1: guess, is that why it had to increase in size to 10.2 inch to make the keyboard a nice size to type on?
0: I'm not sure. Really not sure. But um, I just
1: wonder whether it might have been a little bit too cramped at 9.7.
0: Yeah, possibly. And it's possibly yeah. a case of, of being able to um, fit out the connectors and stuff as well. Mm. And it might just have been the optimal to sort of be able to do all of that. Yeah. Uh, um, I also feel like uh, the 10.5-inch iPad Pro uh, that came out the other year um, was pretty popular. And I, I kind of feel like maybe it was it's sort of scaled up a little bit, sort of hark hark towards that in some ways.
1: That is basically what is the iPad Air now, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Am I right in saying that the processor hasn't changed? Unsure. sure. The processor I've got noted
0: here is the A10 Fusion.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't so, think it has changed then. From possibly last not. Um, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting point. Unless I'm missing something or... I, I, I don't know. Um Yeah, that's the first thing I did was look up what's in the current 2018 model, and it is the A10 Fusion, which is weird.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. Okay, that's um, a surprise.
1: Yeah. The thing that threw me was um, when they said about being able to plug in a USB stick, and I was like, oh, cool, it's got USB-C, but it hasn't. It's still Lightning. Yes.
0: Um, Yeah, so you'll only get that with a connector, with with the Lightning to USB connector.
1: Yeah, but a lot of the time... um, at least with the iPhone, I don't know about the iPad, you can't get enough power over the Lightning to properly drive a USB stick. Yeah. Um, So much so, someone at work that's got a YouTube channel uh, made a video all about it where he sort of found a way where if you you have the Lightning to USB adapter, then you have a USB to micro SD card adapter, then you put a micro SD card in it, and the micro SD card draws such little power that it can then work almost like it's a USB stick, but actually it's a micro SD card in a USB dongle thing.
0: Okay, that's uh-huh. uh, that's a bit of a mess. No, okay, so on the iPad listing, I've just booted it up now, it has um, a little bit that says grab files from anywhere, even from one of these, pointing to a USB and lightning stick thing. Yeah, are those even a thing? Uh, yes, I think they are. are they? Um, I've never seen one. Yeah, odd little it's things. It's got
1: to be very, very niche.
0: Yeah, so I guess I'm thinking that this this means that maybe they've done something in terms of being able to offer more power over the USB when, when you've got that connector uh, yeah. connected up. They must have done.
1: How weird. Okay, yeah, well, I'd be interesting to see how that shakes out. Um, I don't even know where you'd buy one of those. I've never seen them for sale anywhere. Not no the lightning USB stick, um. but
0: obviously that's not the uh, not the only way of doing that, and that's um, I think that's just there for show on the product mm. page. Not really sure why, um, but yeah, I guess I, I'm assuming here, and we'll have to sort of see. But I, I, th- I think that maybe with the the lightning to USB connector, maybe it does provide enough power now uh, to be able to run, you know, average usb
1: sticks yeah yeah maybe no i'll be watching this ipad quite closely actually um i know like it's kind of been my thing since like february going on about this 16 inch macbook pro but recently i've been thinking well do do i need all of that really um i haven't made a decision on it yet but just sort of talking out loud maybe i should get a 13 inch macbook pro and then obviously that would leave a huge chunk of change from what a 16 inch macbook would cost and then that maybe opens up some budget for an ipad I mean maybe this could fit the bill I don't know. Um but I'll be certainly watching this one closer than I've watched many iPads including the latest iPad Pros in the past just cuz I've never really felt in the market for any of them but this maybe um yeah maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean they've pitched it as an iPad for everybody and I think I think that's true. If you look at what it offers, I think this is a pretty solid update that's going to appeal to a lot of
1: different people. I started wondering, actually, like, does this mean there isn't going to be an October event if they're getting iPads out of the way now? Um, Like, what's what's they going to be for October? But I guess maybe if October leans towards more of a pro angle. Yep. So sort of iPad Pros, talk about the Mac Pro, hopefully a MacBook Pro, just saying. um, Yes. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Like, It's like a general theme for the event. So maybe that is why they kind of, yeah, it's the iPad for everybody, this new 10.2 inch and there's a lot of eyes on that iPhone event and that, that is essentially it's kind of target market really, Like, there's just like the general population as opposed to pros so yeah I guess it makes sense um, What came next? Apple Watch Are you going to upgrade your Series Zero?
0: I don't know I think I'm still hanging on to my Series Zero for a while and that's not because the offering for the Apple Watch is no good, I think the off- offering these days for a Series 5 is awesome It's uh, yeah. just that I don't personally have the budget to uh, to consider an Apple Watch at this point. But when I do, it, it looks good. You know, when I do have that budget, um, I'll enjoy the update.
1: I, I was surprised at the always-on uh, feature. I, I always kind of thought that was a feature that was way off, just way off into yes. the future. Um, clever how they did it with that. Essentially, it's almost like the Apple Watch screen has got ProMotion. But almost like ProMotion, motion, and they can really dial it down to like one frame a second uh, to save power on the screen, which I thought was quite quite neat. Um, yeah, yeah. I much like yourself. Really, really solid update to the Apple Watch. Like it's got a, a feature that I never expected it to have, or certainly not in in you know, in the near term. Um, I still don't think I'm going to buy one, honestly, just because I mean I'm here with a Series Zero, and I think it's fine and I've said this before, maybe I don't know what I'm missing with like Series 4 or Series 5. Um, I just don't think I'd do enough with my Apple Watch in general, regardless of what series it is, to, to justify any kind of serious outlay on a new one. Couple that with the fact I'd probably want to steal one, because I've got the steel now and I really like it, and the screen has held up really, really well with the whole Sapphire screen thing, and you can kind of polish back the silver so it almost looks like new again. Um, I, Yeah, until it dies, I'm just going to stick with it, I think, but Nevertheless, glad the Series Five exists. If that makes any kind of sense, yeah, yeah,
0: I feel very, very similar. Um, I think the Apple Watch Series Three being brought down to one nine nine US, I think that's kind of interesting. Oh yeah, um, that's such a good move. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and that that could be the balance. You know, if I sort of look and I go, well, okay, it's three nine nine for the latest watch, but um, I could get to Series Three, and then me and my wife get an updated watch each instead that might be the way we look at uh, sort of attacking this um i don't know so but i think it's uh, it's good that they're sort of offering something at that kind of lower price point and i suspect the series 3 is quite a solid watch still as well in terms of its power and that side of stuff so yeah good update for the apple watch i think yeah uh, the, the video that they showed at the beginning was pretty powerful Which one are you referring to? They had people, um, talking about the cardiac arrest alerts, um, somebody who fell, uh, pregnant lady as well. And she was sort of reporting about how it had helped her. Um, and then there was a a, a deaf man talking about how his watch alerts him, um, with another app, uh, that's working as a baby monitor. So he knows when his baby's crying, uh, yeah, it's hard not to feel a bit affected by that actually i sort of sat there and i was kind of like mm, yeah okay you've got me apple thank you
1: yeah <laughs> yeah that, that was a marketing masterclass. master that though. Like, yeah yeah i mean it is marketing um but nevertheless obviously it's still real people that have had real you know real impact from this device um which is you know it's great to hear about those stories um yeah yeah that definitely kind of stopped me in my tracks a little bit that video it's, it's pretty powerful um but yeah, like you say, good update. I think one nine nine for the series three is the magic number. I think that's gonna fly off the shelves this Christmas. Um that's a very giftable price, isn't it? It is, yeah. Still still an expensive gift, but nevertheless it's kind of within like reasonable gifting territory, I would say, for someone that you want to get a you know, nice present for. Uh, whereas three nine nine starts to get a bit like, ooh, that's a bit much. <laughs> yeah. Um, at least for me anyway. Um Cool. Yeah, good update. Two thumbs up, but not gonna buy one. <laughs> <laughs> such a glowing so, review. <laughs>
0: so here we are. Uh my very next thing on the list is the iPhone 11. They they led with talking about how the 10r has been the most popular iPhone. Um and they started talking about things like the fact that combined with um I think with the 10s um, and 10s max, there was a combined 99% customer satisfaction, which which rang as a bit of a weird metric. But carry on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a bit of that here or there in this keynote, actually. Um, you know, it's like yes, yes, okay, we know you like to sort of hark back to these metrics, but really it's kind of meaningless, and everybody knows they're popular. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway. What did you think? Because they they, they then introduced the eleven, and we got to see what all the colours were about. Um, We got a first look at the... uh, the kind of bobble on the back for all the cameras.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, colours aside, I wasn't the biggest fan of the colours, but then I haven't seen them in person. Um, So I'll, you know, reserve judgement. The whole lump on the back... I don't get why the 11 has that lump. No. It feels like that could have been more like the kind of sort of pill shape that we have on the iPhone X because it's two lenses and a flash and a little hole for a mic or something, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it kind of felt like they did that um, simply so it wasn't left out in some ways and and that the kind of that shape of, of camera notch is being used as an indicator of this generation. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. You know, I guess it distinguishes it from uh from the ten R quite well. You know, if you've got a product red iPhone eleven, you will be able to tell it apart from the ten R. So so there's that. I
1: just don't think it's a good look. It's just no, I'm like there's, not keen. there's this like weird kind of void with the eleven Pro with the three lenses. I think it kind of works because the lens has kind of filled the space, and it looks like that space is being used. But on the eleven, it's kind of like, why? Why, why have you got this huge square lump when really you've got <laughs> two cameras and a... Anyway, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't think it looks that great for it. Um,
0: um, I'm I'm not keen on the camera square lump in general. You know, I sort of feel like it's um, it's kind of ugly.
1: Yeah, um, it's quite clever how they've made it. In that, like the the glass is kind of milled, and the glass kind of raises up one continuous piece of glass, and then on the raised bit of glass, you've then got raised lumps as well for the camera lenses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I say, I'm not the biggest fan of of it in general. I guess they've got technical reasons as to why it is the way it is, and fair enough. Um, but not a massive fan, but yeah, the um the eleven, I think. The, the, the most interesting thing was how they've positioned the iPhone 11 because it felt like last year it was like this is the iPhone XS and the XS Max and these are these are the iPhones and then we made a cheaper one. Yes. Whereas now this year it's like this is the iPhone 11. This is the iPhone. This is the iPhone for, for most people and it's not short on features. It's a good phone. It's a quality phone. It's got all these impressive features and then the iPhone 11 pro as the name suggests it's above that um so it's almost like the kind of messaging is being almost inverted a little bit and i think, I think that makes so. a lot of sense because i think with the iphone 10r there was an element of all oh, you get in the cheap one
0: yes yeah and and it it took me quite a bit of um took me quite a bit of thinking uh when i chose to get the 10r in terms of, ch- of sort of going through the options and kind of bringing myself to that position of going well okay actually, this is the phone for me, Um, because of that positioning. You know, it it sort of felt a bit like, okay, I know I'm losing something by getting this, Um, and I've got to kind of figure out whether I'm, I'm happy with that or not. Whereas the positioning for the 11 doesn't put you in that position. You know, that's where you start, that's what you're looking at, and then... If you've got more money to spare, you can go a bit more upmarket with the Pro and get something that does a bit more, which I think is it should have been the way they positioned it last last year in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I look back on last year and had I not bought the 10 when I did and sort of came in on the 10s year, I think like yourself, I would have ended up with a 10R. I think it's a fantastic phone. Um, yeah, and the 11 is obviously a great refinement on that. Obviously, it's lost the Rness and and, and that it's like it's now its own thing um and the price is right 699
0: yeah yeah for so, what you get that's that's
1: a good price essentially that tier of phone has dropped 50 pounds a year ever since the iPhone 10 year because if you imagine that the equivalent in the iPhone 10 year was the 8 plus yeah um that was here in the UK uh, 799 then last year the 10r came out at 749 and now this one is 699 Although, thanks to the weak pound, I think now... <laughs> we always used to complain that Apple now just swapped the currency symbols. But it's actually worse than that now. They're actually adding money to it in, in Britain. <laughs> so oh no. it's now more expensive in pounds than it is in dollars. Yeah, craziness. So I think the iPhone 11 is like 729 or something like that here. I'll, I'll have to double check. Yeah. And similarly, the 11 Pro starts at 1049 instead of 999 Oh, no. So, Yeah. Thanks, Brexit.
0: 30-week <laughs> pound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, aye, aye, aye.
1: Uh, but yeah, great phone.
0: Great phone, yeah. I, I mean, again, if I was in the market again this year for a new phone, that is what I would be getting. Um, and I mean, we can talk to the Pro in a second, but I, I think the 11 is a solid update. It's a good phone for for most people. And the only thing I would say, the gotcha in there, is that, the phone for everybody is also kind of the largest
1: phone. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and that feels a bit weird. I mean, my, my 10 R still feels quite big in, in my hands. And, um, I was actually kind of hoping that we might sort of see something that's more, um, kind of in the iPhone six, seven, eight sort of sizing, uh, which I think the, the base model pro is kind of almost there in some ways. Um, But, uh, yeah, I was kind of expecting that, well, not expecting, but hoping, I guess, that we would see something 10R-ish, but scaled down a little bit more.
1: I think we will next year.
0: I I think we will. And I think the problem with with this year is that if they were to have done that, it would have been a brand new um, design in a lot of ways. And we weren't in one of those years. Um, You know, it would have been a, a new form factor because it would have been that smaller size. And it would have been um, edge to edge, with some consideration of how you put the notch in and, and, and what goes on there. Um, mm. So yeah, I feel like next year is going to be the obvious year for that. And they're still selling um, other options as well. The the iPhone eight still exists in the lineup. Uh, as does so the ten s- Yeah, yeah. So if you if you need to be a bit cheaper, you you can have last year's model or the year before's. Um, with the iPhone eight being in the lineup, you've still got that form factor that, that smaller fit. Uh, I do know, I know I have a friend who does an awful lot of running and he is running an SC at the moment because he likes to have his phone strapped to him. And, uh, that is, uh, the, you know, that, that, that's the smallest phone. Um, that, see that,
1: Apple would look at that and say, sell him a cellular Apple watch.
0: Exactly, exactly, yeah, <laughs> so I think that's just a case of the transition at the moment between technologies um and, and the watch is really what they want to sell them, uh, mm, but yeah, yeah, smaller phones next year, please, for other people, because uh you know whilst the the all day battery life is awesome, um and the bigger phone is great for your eyes and that side of things um the the hand fit can be awkward for some people. Um, and I know that uh, I, I find it a little bit awkward, but I appreciate the, everything else the phone does for me. Uh, but in in our household, my wife gets the uh, gets my old phone when I update. It tends to be the line of travel, and she's already said that the the 10R looks too big for her, and she probably won't want it when we reach that point. Uh, so that's that's something I'm a little bit. Uh, uh, not nervous of, but aware of. Um, yeah.
1: Hmm. Yes. Valid point.
0: Having said that, I think she'll try it, try it for a couple of days and probably be reasonably sold. Um, so maybe there's something there and maybe that's, that's also the reality for a lot of people, you know, by the time they've got it in their hands, it's, it's worth it for everything that you get.
1: Yeah. So I always feel like I've wanted like the plus phone or the max phone. But just for whatever reason, I've always avoided it. I've just yeah, just never, never actually, never got one. I, I went for the six rather than six plus, and then I went for a ten, and there wasn't a bigger ten. If there was a bigger ten, I would have got it. You know, the ten max. Yeah, that, that didn't exist at the time. Um, I think next time it will be a whatever the eleven slash ten R size is, or or a max. But yeah, I'm not sure I could uh, go to what the eleven Pro is. May I say that now? I probably will, but I don't think I should put it <laughs> that way. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> should we talk yeah. about the pro? Three cameras, three
0: cameras. That was the main takeaway I got with the pro. Yeah, um, I spent an awful lot of time on on uh, on what it can do with that.
1: Yeah, um, it was a funny demo. I thought it was. It was almost like. The way they were giving the the phones to like these really highly skilled cinematographers and like that uh, video clip that they showed. Um, I mean, normal people are never going to do that, but I guess it's almost to prove a point that if a professional can get this out of a phone, then think think what you could. Like, you won't get this, but you'll you'll get something pretty good anyway. Yeah, it's almost like when I was buying like my last guitar. I don't particularly like playing guitars in guitar shops just because I don't like playing in a crowded shop full of people when I'm trying to test a guitar. Um, yeah. But then one of the, the sales guys, was like, obviously really good guitarist, works in a guitar shop, plays guitar all day long. He's like, do you want me to show you what it could do? I was like, oh, yeah, thanks. And it kind of felt like a bit like that. Yes. Like, Let me show you what this can do. Like, you might not be able to do it, but at least you know what it can do. And you sort it's of make your decision on that. That's that's the word. Yeah, aspirational.
0: Yeah, and, and, and that's what they're selling. They're selling that sort of thing of this is what this can do. And it kind of tweaks that idea that oh, if I had that, maybe I could do something as cool as that. Or, you know, at the very least it gives you that indication that your your regular photos and video taking are going to be enhanced to sort of that next level by having it because you've seen the sort of capability of what it can do in a professional's hands. Mm. And I think there's something there in terms of uh, the the psychology around if you were going to update your, your um, digital digital SLR uh, at a similar time around updating your phone, I think some people could be convinced to, to just get the pro and then kind of see how the cameras hold up. Um, in in their, their photography, I don't think it's immediately comparative to uh, an SLR, uh, but I think, again, if you're kind of in that sort of middle ground, that sort of prosumer kind of area, yeah. it, it could be a good psychological kind of self to sort of go, well, actually, I kind of save money. You know, if I just get that phone, because that lets me do all this cool photography that I wanted to do. And now I don't need to worry about the complicated side of choosing what camera to to also get or whatever. You know, I can just get that. And obviously it holds up pretty well. It has all these features. So I I think that's probably also kind of part of the the position that the the Pro is taking now.
1: So uh, the wide angle lens and the ultra wide that's on the Pro... Are those two lenses the same that are used on the 11? Or are they like really more enhanced lenses? <laughs> the impression I got was that they were the same, plus telephoto.
0: That's the impression I got as well, but that doesn't mean it's true. Um... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did like I that a... app where you could do like mo- filming through all lenses.
0: Yes, that was an that, awesome demonstration of the tech.
1: Yeah. I was a big fan of that. That looked really cool. Um yeah, I. What do you think of the color? The midnight was it midnight green? They called it. It didn't particularly
0: sell me one way or the other. Actually, I think I'd still end up getting um, space grey. Uh, y- yeah, it, you know it. It looks it looks all right. It looked good. Um, but I I don't know. I kind of feel like that's that's the color that people might get. Just so it's very obvious that they've they've got the pro
1: this year's pro. Yeah, I saw it on the on the slides, and I was like, nah, not, not really my thing. But then I saw um, MKBHD put a load of stuff on his Instagram, I think, of him like in the hands-on area. And for some reason, I just thought it looked really good. Um, okay. It just kind of surprised me. Um, I mean, knowing what I'm like, I'd probably just get the white one anyway. Or just like <laughs> either the white or the black, just like default, default, default mode, like all the time when I buy a phone. Like I'm not very adventurous yes. with colours, so... <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah. It, it just felt, it felt like cameras were that with the whole story here. I thought it was interesting how they referred to the screen as being a super Retina XDR. Yes, as in like XDR is in that crazy seven thousand dollar monitor XDR monitor. Um, Again, it's the same
0: tone. It's the same language, and yeah. th- that was the other takeaway for me from this was that the pro end of the the iPhone lineup it now. The, the the offering makes sense compared to the iPad offering, compared to um, the Mac offering to some degree as well. The positioning of the products now and the flow between, you know, the device for everybody through to the next level Pro and through to the the Pro that's beyond that a little bit. Um, you know, if if that's just in size or whatever, the, the flow through these now feels like it lines up very very similarly, and. i I think that's quite cool you know it it sort of makes sense i can look at like okay well i'm a regular phone user so the the 10r makes sense i'm probably a regular ipad user to some degree so the the entry-level ipad now makes sense for me and i can imagine the same sort of logic extends to to other people you know you can sort of say well you know uh, do i just want something that kind of is 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 gonna get the job done and be quite cool and that puts you immediately on the base level offering. Um, although I have a bit more money to spend and I want to go a bit more at market with this while well, the Pros fit very nicely. So it feels less confusing to me this year.
1: Yeah, it, it does feel almost like when they say Pro in the context of the phone, and um, to a lesser extent the iPad, it almost feels like the word Pro means almost like deluxe. Yes. Rather than like Pro in the context of the Mac Pro. I mean, that is Pro. <laughs> when you look at it in the context of the phone it's, it's almost like yeah, it's it's the nicer one um, I guess Pro means different things depending on what product line you're looking at, but I, I see what you're saying it, I think the lineups across the board now are starting to make more sense because um, there was a time where it really wasn't that clear next year I, I don't know, I think maybe they're going to have to drop the numbers yeah maybe just go to like iPhone, iPhone Pro maybe iPhone Mini <laughs> Who knows?
0: Possibly. I think if they were going mini, that would be the return of a smaller device. Yeah. Um Yeah, like the SE the... basically. Yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. But but edge to edge. Yeah. You know, so in that sort of probably in the, the iPhone eight size class. Actually, probably not as small as the um as the iPhone five five S SE Um but, you know, now edge to edge. So it ends up feeling that bit smaller, but has obviously all of that that um, real estate on the screen and everything else. Mm. I could see that being the, the the story next year.
1: Here's to next year. Absolutely, cool. Should we um should we wrap it up? I know you've uh, you're on a schedule this morning, so uh, should we leave it there? I
0: think so. Yeah, cuz I really the only th- other thing in my notes is uh, Apple retail stores and we probably don't want to get me started on that section.
1: Yeah. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, I'm going to be eagerly awaiting October now anyway, so uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Until cool. then. Yeah, until October. okay we'll call that a wrap if you've enjoyed today's show it'd be great if you could leave us a review on itunes or if you could leave us a recommendation in overcast by hitting that star button that will help us reach even more like-minded people um, also we have our slack channel we'd love to invite you to join our hope is it can be a really great place for fellow developers to come and hang out if you'd like to join uh, just leave us a message on twitter at wfrpodcast, podcast and we'll get you signed up so dave before we run off where can people find you you can find me
0: on Twitter at DW Roboheads. That's Robohead spelt with a Z. And you can find my apps at Roboheads.com. Again, that's Robohead spelt with a Z. How about you, Dave?
1: You can follow me online at davenot.co.uk or on Twitter, I'm at underscore davenot.